This is episode 131 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And in this podcast, we're going to talk about the new book released from the honorable Robert B. Holman Jr. called Torah for Hebrews in Exile. Now, this book is a culmination of mitzvot that can be done while we are in exile. Some of the mitzvot cannot be done because we do not have a priestly line and we're not in the land. But this book that was written showcases all of the mitzvot that can be done while we are exiled out of the land. So we're going to talk about it in this podcast. So sit back and relax. Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go. Give me more passion. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and... And Big Man, and this is Saturday Night Live! No. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean Appleton, and this is Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. Exile. You, you've come in tonight very jovial. I have. And uh, full of comedy, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and uh, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's good because, you know, uh, our spirit is in a really good Place. It is. It is. It is. I'm happy to uh, just be here. I've I've had a I've had a wonderful week being jovial, mm-hmm. and um, it's been it's been great. But you know why? <laughs> do I know why yeah. I've been jovial? No. Do you know? But what we've what we, part of the reason why. I gotta say this. Can I say this? I mean, can I be selfish? Can I steal the, the microphone for a second? Because I gotta go. I, te- I gotta know, go to text. I don't even know why you ask these questions. The microphone belongs to both of us. <laughs> Therefore, since the microphone belongs to both Respect. of us, it, you can interject and say whatever you want to say when you want to say it, and you don't have to ask me for, for permission to do it. Okay. Okay. So stop it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a text. There's a passage of text that's in Yeremehu, your your buddy. And he says that he delights, and every time he reads the most the, the text, that he's he's joyful, he's overjoyed, and and the text should bring you joy every time that you take a look at it and you look at the things that are germane that's that's there, and 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 this whole entire time of, of of us coming together and anticipation of the podcast and the things that we talk about on the Shabbat, I don't understand how. Again, I'm looking at how I, I, I reacted and I responded and how I spoke this weekend um, at the Shabbat. And I was saying, you know, how I got angry and how I was very grieved. But when I look at the reflection of what's in that text, I can do nothing but be overjoyed. But there's, I, I don't, the Most High, even at our festival, says you are to be what? It's a joyful occasion. We are not a downtrodden people. I know sometimes it may look that way, like, you know, we may be destitute, but I like being here. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> I, I, I as well. Yeah. I think I it's well. in Jeremiah and, 15. You know, and I, I, like, I like coming in on these days to do the podcast and sit across from these mics with you because I think that we have a a good handle on whatever subject matter we're talking about that's mm-hmm. germane to the Most High's Word because we've studied it, we've read it, and we also have, have a good handle on the, an understanding of the clarity of the thought process of the Most High. Absolutely, absolutely. Very agreed, agreed. 
That being all said, <laughs> <laughs> I want to um, announce to our listeners that oh, yeah, we talked yeah. about this last week, but the book uh, Torah for Hebrews in Exile is currently available on Amazon, and um, it has within it, it has within it the mitzvot that are germane to this exile. The book does not contain uh, mitzvot that are outside the scope of this exile, that is, uh, the ones that would be germane to our application in the land. Um, it also has a explanation in it as to uh, why um, I don't use the name of that's written in the majority of of Bibles that is being God or Lord. There's an explanation in the introduction that covers all of that subject matter mm. and um, how the Most High talks about what his name is going to be forever. Gives you also a, um, a historical backdrop as to how the name of the Most High uh, was changed and how the order of God appears and Lord appears in the biblical text and the historical aspect as to how that came about. That's also in the book. Good. Um, the book also covers questions like uh, why, you know, why, um, why are we even dealing with this particular subject matter? It's going to talk to you and tell you about the virtues of misfold application and why we should be uh, spending our time knowing what they are, and listening to the words of the various writers and texts that bring us this clarity of understanding. It's going to talk to you about what it means to have a Torah personality. Uh, questions like, is, is, the Torah, is the Torah good? Uh, I'm also going to explain in there one of the issues that is very... Um, Oh, man. Uh, what's the word I want to use? Egregious. <laughs> That's written in the Hebrew text that wipes out Torah. Just It completely wipes it out and puts the Most High in a... It doesn't put him in a bad light. It puts the people who have made these statements in a bad light because in Hebrews chapter 7, they're basically telling you that that the Most High El of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov uh, is not able, he's a liar, so to speak, or he's not able to bring to the goal the things that he has put in place for us to follow, and, you know, things of that kind, things of that nature. Uh, it's going to talk about, it's going to give you in each book from Bereshit, to Devarim, it's going to give you all of the mitzvot and their uh, purpose and application um, for us to abide by in this exile. I don't know. My daddy always said it's a poor dog 
who won't wag his own <laughs> tail, I think that for an initial work that you can't find anywhere in the world that this particular book, Torah for Hebrews in Exile, is an answer for individuals who want to understand what Torah is all about. Uh, it took me, it took me, wow, Sean, we started walking in Torah or trying to understand Torah in 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. This is 2023. Three. Yeah. 2022, I think it was, is when I came to the realization of what Torah was. I think it was 22, early 22. Mm-hmm. Mm. 20, late 21. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'd go back. Yeah. yeah, late 21, uh-huh. because it took me a couple of years to get this to get this out, only probably because I was lazy. <laughs> well. But it took us all this time to come to realize when the Most High said in his word to study the Torah and to obey the Torah in terms of what it was. Yeah. The book is also going to clarify uh, for you what the Oxenazi's position has always been in relationship to Torah, and that is to teach the uh, the weekly parashahs. But the weekly parashahs are simply a study of the history and the culture of Hebrew Israel. Mm-hmm. Inside of those resided the mitzvot. Mm-hmm. So we weren't clear... <coughs> While we thought we were teaching Torah, we weren't teaching Torah at all. The book is also going to talk about how I came to understand what Torah really is. And you need to know something. Um, I I scoured the internet and I scoured a lot of sources trying to find uh, anybody that was uh, uh, annotating or had annotated what Torah was. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't find any. And in writing, so this book is probably going to be the only book that you're going to find that has a new that has uh, elucidated the uh, the Torah uh, mitzvot for Hebrews in exile. It explains what Torah is. I um, I happen to be reading through Psalms 119, and the the king kept making all of these these allusions to things that when you stop and ask yourself a question you go like what are you talking about Mm. you know i keep your ways what ways i meditate upon your laws what laws teach me your laws and your statutes your precepts uh and i'm going well i'm asking myself a question well what are these that you're asking the most high to do mm-hmm. then i came back to my mind where the most high said every king is supposed to write his own torah That's right. well we get down to the issue of, of, of asking a question because when i first when i first started uh came into the Hebraic way. I mean, there was this 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 kind of uh, 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 flowing thought amongst the uh, messianics that, oh, uh, we're supposed to write our own Torah. And, uh, you know, they were trying to write Genesis to Deuteronomy. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> but we come to realize that once we had 
come to a point of asking the question, what is Torah? And me seeking the most high concerning that, he took me to scripture source to allow me to know what Torah is. This particular book that's out, Torah for Hebrews in Exile, explains to you how I got there mm-hmm. and what the sources are that have brought us to this point where we can put out this particular book. I think it'll be meaningful to you. It's on Amazon in two uh, in two um, uh, what formats. Do we call it? formats. Mm-hmm. It's a hard uh, the hardback cover, and it's also in a Kindle version. You can download it, and you can have something at your fingertips to be able to uh, look at and pay attention to. There's also space in the book that if you happen to be reading through your scriptorial text and you find some misquotes that you think uh, should be uh, added to that work, then you yeah. can you can you can write them in. Very good. So. No, I, it's 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 a beautiful thing. Uh, the, the way it, from as a spectator, you know, you you wrote the book, but as a spectator and seeing some of the things that are in there, I'm going to tell you what it is a very good utilitarian book. There you go. And one of the things that um, that I will find it very useful for is one of the things that we that we struggle with um, in as teachers is trying to convey to people the importance of understanding, having a good foundation and understanding what the mitzvot are yourself. And and instead of going in, you've done the hard work, which is going in through Bereshit, which you've enumerated before, Bereshit, Genesis through Devarim, and you've extracted them all out and put them in one nice place that's applicable for this day and age. The, the, the book doesn't go into necessarily all of the mitzvot, only the ones that are applicable for our time right, right. now. So as we are in exile, what can we observe? And the reasons why, and I think you may have may enumerated, I keep saying that word, but you may have mentioned that in the book as to why some of them can't be observed at the particular time. But it's a way, if you're intimidated about reading and saying, well, oh, it's written in a, you know, the, the, depending on what book you pick up, whether it be the King James or the New King James, the NIV, the ESV, the complete Jewish Bible, they all have their own vernacular that they use, their own parlance that they use. And that may be intimidating for you. But so to have a utilitarian book that puts everything in one place for you so you can read it. Now, I, as a teacher can now say, now you don't have an excuse. When you show up at the Shabbat and you show up at FTF at our class, you have something now that you can refer to that will give you the information that you need to understand this a little bit more if you haven't been a person that's been real disciplined and sitting down and reading the misfits. I know for me, um, I came up when we, I was in that transition that we made and I was on the 613, which we obviously know that the most high never knew number numbers, right? Any right. of them. No, and, 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 folks. Yeah, and it just hold, put a pin right there Go ahead. Hmm? in the book. I'm not numbering them. Right. Right. You because never I say, yeah, I don't, I, <clears throat> I don't want to put a number on them as if to say, well, this is the number. Mm hmm. Because the most high doesn't number them. He just says, obey them. Go ahead. That's right. So, 
to have that 613, I went through the 613 and I would study them because they, uh, the one thing that they did, which is nice, was they classified them in categories. So these are the mitzvot that are germane to the Kohanim. These are the mitzvot that are uh, germane to relationships, uh, dietary laws, civil laws, all these types of things that are in there. And I just went through and I read them um, along with when we continually kept going through the parishals and the parishals. But my point and in culmination, bringing this to a close, <laughs> is that I think that book right there is something that people will keep at their bedsides they'll keep at their desk when it's come time to study when we ask people to look at certain passages of text and we say what mitzvot is this person talking about he's not necessarily going to or she's not going to necessarily tell you what they're talking about but it gives you that backstory and one thing that i like that you did in the book was you not only told you said this is what the mitzvot is but this is what the meaning of it is and how the this, application this works. It's purpose. Right. So now, we don't necessarily have that within, within the confines of, of, right. of Moshe uh, telling us that. But you, you, you kind of fill in the gap for us to kind of make it more uh, relatable for uh, our DNA. Yeah. Now, one thing, uh, one thing I do want to say, though, uh, I know you, when you teach, you talk about a lot of the mitzvot, but some of the mitzvot that you talk about mm -hmm. are not mitzvot that are germane to this exile. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're not, they're not in the, they're not in this, they're not in this writing. Correct. Uh, the other factor is, is that uh, the Oxenazis told us there's 613 mitzvot, but when you go to each of the rabbis and you go down to this, none of their 613 are the same. Right. And then they, when you read them and they, you know, put a number to it, they're actually like repeating some of them yes. in there. Yes. They're like... Yes. Picking, taking a sentence and really picking it apart yeah, to yeah. make these 613. Right. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, obviously we're on the same page about I mean, there's if, not if, a number I mean, in there. If we're talking about how old does a person have to be to go to war, that's not in the book. Because, Correct. Because that's, that's an in the land uh, issue. So some of the mitzvot that you're going to hear us maybe up here talking about and teaching about mm -hmm. that are germane to scripture texts as we go through it, if they're applicable to the land, they're not in the book. What's in the book are the, all of the mitzvot that I could find that you and I can apply while we're in this exile. I think it'll be helpful oh, yeah. to you. I think it'll be meaningful to you. And if you have any any friends that want to talk about and want to know what the mitzvot are, or people, even people who are decrying that we're not under the law, you'll find that this particular writing that I've done um, explains that these mitzvot are moral and they're ethical. Ethical, yeah. So if we're dealing with moral and with with morality and things that are ethical and people tell you well they we're not under the law well you have to tell them well then you must not be a moral ethical person because <laughs> right. because this is what the most high has given to hebrew israel and that's morality and being an ethical person yeah i mean this is a perfect book um i already have several family members that i'm i'm going to go on amazon as soon as probably i get home here and order the book and then send it to them because I it's just a, a wonderful read. It's just a good utilitarian book. And I don't, like I said, it's one of those things where it's almost, if not above having one of those concordances that, you know, when you go through and you study and you look up words and you're looking up different things, it, it literally fits in that category of what is he talking about 
when I read text, not you particularly, but when, when I'm reading text, what is the author saying here and give some an illumination on it? Right, right. Uh, thank you, Wanda Washington, for uh, your being uh, one of the earlier uh, purchasers of this particular book. I want to thank you uh, for your interest in doing so. And if you have any friends that you think might benefit from it, you might uh, might direct them also that way. But I want to thank you for being one of the uh, earlier um, purchasers of this particular book. Let's switch gears. Because you know who I'm going to send one to. <laughs> Let's switch gears before Let's I get into switch that. Gears. We are in this exile, not only in this nation, but we are in this world in a very political, we're in a political turmoil. Mm. Uh, with the matters that are going on between the Disney World Israel <laughs> yes, and the Palestinians, Hamas, yeah. uh, is shaking up not just this United States, but it is shaking up the whole world world mm-hmm mm-hmm and um i was thinking about it as i listen see i i i listen i listen to the political narrative that's going on in america because america happens to be one of the driving nations that is highly in support of Israel, mm -hmm. and we have we send billions and billions of dollars into that place to help support them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I'm I'm not trust me when I say I'm not being anti-Semitic when I in my verbiage as I talk about this this evening, but. Historically, if I if I go to the book of Galatians, the book of Galatians, there's a passage in the book of Galatians that says, Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall, shall he, he reap. also reap. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and when you sow evil towards any any group of people. Evil is always going to be knocking at your door. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I am, I am not in favor of any individual who has been, been created by the Most High. I'm not in favor of those people or a person being harmed in a uh, in an uncivilized way. Sure. I'm not in favor of that. Mm -hmm. 
So it doesn't matter to me what your nationality is. The issue is, is that as human, as a human race of people, we should all be treating each other with civility. Sure. But now, please don't get it twisted. Uh, when we read our historical document, mm -hmm. um, mm, hey, the things that we're seeing now amongst the nations happened. Sure. At the behest of the Most High. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some people might even call it a form. Well, I'm, let's just say it. I'm not going to run from the text. I'm not going to run from the text at but all. But don't run. And some, some people might even call it some form of genocide. Yeah. To say, okay, the Most High is going in here and you went into land of the uh, Canaan and you decided to wipe out a whole entire group of people. There's many a text in there that says, wipe them out, all of them. But I want to go, I want, I, 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 I have to go across the street for this conversation. Okay. And I have to go into Matiyahu, <laughs> chapter number 24. And we're going to, um, eh, we're going to debunk some of the language here, even though, um, some of the language that's in here is very true, but this language has been going on for a long time. Right. right. This is nothing. This 2023 is not a new narrative in relationship to the language here. Okay. But let's 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 start here okay. with what is. We're going to start in verse number four. All right. We going CJB or we going King James? I'm using uh, uh, complete J CJB. We're gonna do CJB. Okay. In your in your King James or in your Eurocentric Bible, the language that is going to be used is rumors of war. Mm -hmm. uh, our CJB is going to use the noise of wars nearby. Okay. So let's read. And I, I have a problem starting this text because it's, it just, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's wild. Okay. Now, listen carefully, okay? Yeshua said, mm -hmm. watch out, don't let anyone fool you. Now, here's where it gets a little crazy. For many will come in my name saying, I am Messiah. Many will come in the name of Yeshua saying that they're a Messiah. Well, <laughs> historically, historically, that has happened. We had, uh, I think it was uh, David Koresh. Or David Koresh, Koresh, yeah, when Texas, uh, was in, it in Texas? I yeah, think it was. in, in Texas, and we've had... Other individuals, Jim uh, Jones. Yeah, we've had other individuals claiming that they are Moshiach. Donald Trump. Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and they, sorry, they, and they will lead you astray. Now, <clears throat> interestingly enough, 
That text is true. Sure. Agreed. That text is true. That part of this Greek text is true. Many have come claiming that they are the Messiah mm -hmm. and they have led many people astray. Okay. Now, let's be clear, though, in one thing. Uh, there absolutely, unequivocally, cannot be a Messiah in this day. And you might want to, there's another book that I have on Amazon <laughs> that's called In Defense of the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And in that book, uh, I have recorded the evidence as to why there cannot be anybody calling themselves a Messiah mm. uh, that represents the Most High in this day. Understand something, though, that um, in our historical writing, uh, King Cyrus was called the Most High's anointed. The word anointed means Mashiach, Messiah. That's correct. So there is more than one Messiah in text. Correct. There are many messiahs in text. Mm -hmm. And when you hear the word messiah, it's not always pointing to JC. Correct. So the text goes on and says, you will hear the noise of wars nearby and the news of wars far off. See that you don't become frightened. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, I am an octogenarian. Okay? And I have been here for a minute. A minute. And ever since I have been here, I have been engulfed with the activity of wars mm. and the rumors of wars. So this text is not giving me or telling me anything that's new concerning a period of time. Because it's the period of time, it says but the end is not yet to come. For peoples will fight each other, nations will fight each other, and there will be famines, earthquakes in various parts of the world. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, that, and then there's a period that all of that has been true. We have witnessed famines. We have witnessed earthquakes. We have witnessed all kinds of different kinds of um um, what, what's the word I want to use? Um, all kinds of things. Atrocities. Atrocities mm -hmm. that have happened at the behest of the Most High because the elements are controlled by Him. Sure. Okay? So we've seen all of that. But it says, but, but all this is but the beginning of the birth pains. No, it's not. Come on. No, it's not. Uh, let's switch back okay. to our favorite text. Matter of fact, let me get let me get let me get so I can use both of them at the same time. Oh, okay. Let me get let me get here. <laughs> let's go to Daniel chapter twelve because Daniel chapter twelve tells us what's going to happen uh, in the end of days. Chapter twelve. He says that when that time comes, mm -hmm. now anytime we read in scriptorial text where he says when that time comes, he's talking about the end of the end of days, the okay. end of the time. That means that the um, 
the redemption is is paramount. It's it's in it's in swing. Okay. Things are happening. Okay. When that time comes, Michael, the great prince who champions your people, will stand up. Now listen to what he says. And there will be a time of distress unparalleled between the time Israel became a nation and that moment. Okay? Mm -hmm. At that time, your people, that's Israel, will be delivered, everyone whose name is found written in the books. So when we take Daniel chapter 12 and put it into Matthew chapter 24, and he says this is the beginning of birth pangs. Mm. It can't be the beginning of birth pangs because the day of this day that we're living in, we happen to be in the end of days, which began in 1985 with the opening of the World Wide Web. We go back to Daniel chapter 12 again, and we read down here in verse 4, but you, Daniel, keep these words secret and seal up the book until the time of the end. Mm -hmm. Many will rush here and there as knowledge increases. Well, we happen to now be in the time of the end, but we're not in the time of birth pains. Mm. Now, how do we how do we how do we differentiate between that? Hmm. We differentiate between that and being in the end, understanding that we're living in a time frame in which knowledge has increased. How did knowledge increase? Knowledge increased with the opening of the World Wide Web. When did the World Wide Web populate? It populated in 1985. From 1985 to where we are now, we're in the state of where we have knowledge and where people are rushing here and there. Okay? Okay. Now, Daniel says... Daniel says that there will be a time of distress that's unparalleled. This idea of distress that's unparalleled is equal to what this writer in the Greek is trying to explain to us that's birth pain. They're trying to make a time of distress that's equal synonymous with birth pain. They're not. Right. Agreed. Totally agreed. If these birth pains are supposed to be so so grievous um, and if this were true um, there would be an altogether different feeling and a different approach and a different way that people in the world and particularly people in church would be thinking mm. Mm. So we know that these aren't birth pains, mm -hmm. and we know that this is not a time of distress because people are still doing mm. everything that they were doing and have been doing, and nothing has changed. Agreed. Wow. Nothing has changed. Mm. So we have, we have been engulfed with wars. We've had World War One, World War Two. We've had since World War Two, we've had all of these different various rumors and various scenarios of the threat of war. Mm -hmm. We 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 didn't have uh, World War Three, but we had we had war with uh, with um, 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 
Come on, come on, come on, come on. You got some ones that they're in between there. You've got uh, like the Korean we, War. We've had Vietnam. We've been to war Storm, with, with Vietnam. We've been to war with, uh, um, come on, come on, with, uh, gosh, come on. Who are you come talking? On, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. We just came out of Afghanistan. Afghanistan. There, we were at war with bin Laden. We were at war with uh, Hussein. And uh, we, we've been in wars. Right, and that's just that's just systemic to the United States. Yes. We're, doing, we're talking about pan-Hebrews around the world. Right. I mean, that you got to right. include the rest of that, too. So there's way more. The expanse right. of that is right. that narrative is... So we, we've had all of these things. Mm -hmm. But he says here, uh, at that time, you will be arrested and handed over to be punished and put to death. Well, uh, if the text, now, now, now watch this now. If the text, now, 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 <laughs> you, um, you, um, um, how come I can't ever remember that that Christian that Christian brunch's name? Evangelical. Evangelical. Now, if you evangelicals are reading this text, mm -hmm. okay, then you have to ask yourself a question: Who is it talking about? Will be arrested and handed over to be punished and put to death, and all peoples will hate you because of me. No, not because of Yeshua. That's that's a mixed statement. We have to go back to Devarim chapter 28, 15 through 64, where he talks about, and all peoples and all nations will hate you mm. because of you being Israel. So this is a twisting of, this, the, te of the text. This oh, is, absolutely. This, this is a, a, a kind of an abominable, blasphemous way of kind of self-glorification, if you will. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. So, now, if this is, if these wars that we're listening to, uh, we have war in uh, Palestine and Israel. We have the possibility of war with Iran. And Iran seems to be the the head of the snake. Hmm. Uh, without Iran, there is no uh, support for Palestine, nor is there support for Hamas. And while Iran seems to be sitting on the edge instigating all of this stuff, hmm. they are about a, a snail's breath from becoming part of this whole war narrative. So they're instigators. Mm. They're feeders of this. They're sitting back, <clears throat> they're sitting back watching what's going on, and there is the threat of this uh this eastern uh combat that's going on between Palestine and Israel, there is the threat of it spilling over into Iran or Iran spilling over into helping mm -hmm. uh, the Palestinians, which then would place them against the Aksanazi Jews mm -hmm. in, in Disney Israel. So this idea, 
here as I'm reading in Matthew uh, 24 has me concerned because once again, I'm an oxygenarian and I have been, we have been engaged in wars and threats of wars ever since I have been born. And when when President Kennedy was the president, hmm. we were we were threatened by war from um, from from Russia. Then, oh, the Cold you know, War, yeah, yeah. Well, it was cold, but it, it was it was lukewarm, <laughs> right, right, right. And because I think, there were yeah. there were Russian ships sitting out in our Atlantic that we threatened them that if you move another an, another not closer then we're we're, we're going to come we're coming kennedy said no we're coming after you mm -hmm. during that particular time of the kennedy administration uh i remember succinctly that while that threat was was real and imminent mm -hmm. uh you probably couldn't find a seat in anybody's church in america on sunday because they were living in fear of the threat of war and everybody was going to church trying to make sure that uh, if it happened they had Jesus on their side. Wow. And the text specifically states that it's because of the Yeshua and their book. Yeah. Not because of the fact that you're in fear of that United no. States. Okay. No, no. All right. Watch out. Don't let them fool you. Many will come in my name saying, mm. I am. And they will lead many astray. You will hear and you will hear this. Now, the text goes on to say, at that time, Many will be trapped into betraying and hating each other. Well, now, this particular statement here is a current event statement. Is it not? No, I, Come on. I, <clears throat> when you... See, you know what your problem is. What, what did I do now? <laughs> like my one of my kids. What did I do? You know what your problem is. <laughs> you don't have your ear tuned to the events that are current that are happening in our news world every day. That's right. This, you are educating me. That's why I'm sitting up here like a like a, a an attentive you're, you're, German shepherd. You're, like you're, you're okay, not, you're not listening. Uh, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Because I have a very poignant question that I need to ask at the culmination of all this about this whole entire dissertation that you got going on. Because I need to know something about this. But yeah, you're, you're, I'm, I'm in class. The worldview right now is at the height of its racial divide. Now, that sounds strange because there has always been a racial divide in the world concerning Hebrew Israel. And Hebrew Israel, in that racial divide, has been the odd man out. Mm. In this racial divide that pits, that pits Oxenazi Jews against another set of brown people, mm -hmm. okay, Palestinians are brown people. Mm. The Oxenazi Jews are not brown people. Mm -hmm. And so, in our worldview, the support has always gone toward 
mm. non-melanated people. Mm. There has been never thought of it like that. There has been there have been equally uh, atrocities that have been perpetrated against Hebrew Israelites and I can't use that word. <laughs> oh, I want to use that word so bad. I want to use that word so bad. Let me think about it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not trying to be vulgar, but I really do want to put emphasis on what I'm going to say. And you have to know that what I'm going to say and the way I'm going to say it is not being um, um, perverse against the Most High because what I'm going to use, that's not his name. Okay. Mm. But there has been absolutely no, oh man, Father. <laughs> oh, I want to say it so bad. Y'all know where I'm going. <laughs> Everybody's on, this on the edge of their seat like, is it really? Come on, come on. Y'all know where I'm going. Listen, listen, there, there's nobody under 16 listening to this. The perversion of the father's name, <laughs> or maybe I'm not using because it's not his name. But there has been absolutely no goddamn efforts made to help or bring an end to the atrocities that have happened to melanated men and women in the world. None. You, you, you're bringing up an issue. Man, okay. I mean, hey, the issue is true. It is. 100%. Uh, every melanated man that has tried to get into this United States has been warded off by one means or another, irrespective of the tragedies that they have been facing in whatever nation they're trying to escape. Right now, the whole Republican Party is barking, we need to guard our, we need to guard our borders. We don't need to let these brown people into our, into our world, into our nation. Well, dadgummit, y'all are foreigners. Every last, woo. Every last one of y'all <laughs> in this nation that's called America. America is called the melting pot of the nations. Give us your poor, your your warning, your 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 huddled masses, whatever that term is. We ask you to come, and then when you get here, you get treated like your dog doo doo. It's correct. Unless that's correct. Unless you are of a European descent see how that matriculates throughout the its tentacles reach the world that whole idea of the normalization of the european as the norm and when things come into contrast with that it's it's going to get demonized and that's why i made that statement that we made last week that i didn't think you you you, you took too kindly to but I, I think it's very very poignant and that's when we talked about um the purple and gold folks, uh, Israel united in Christ, just call them out the way they are, is that they, granted, are very boisterous, but 
that's all you're going to see. You don't ever see the good that they somewhat do in the community for even with the Kyrie situation that happened where they marched around and they weren't very boisterous. They were just showing their presence. It's the fact that they you have a unification of melanated people and that is deemed to be a threat no matter what banner it's under, whether it's under anything, just name it. If it comes in opposition to the masses and the norm, it will be demonized, period. Now, getting back to this Matthew text, all that I've read here starts out with saying something that is germane to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, you will be hated you will be famines, and at that time, uh, okay, verse 9, at that time you will be arrested, handed over to be punished and put to death, and all peoples will hate you because of me. All peoples will hurt, will hate you because of Yeshua. He ain't got nothing to do with the <laughs> hatred that's being perpetrated upon Hebrew Israel. That's correct. Nothing at all. That's correct. How can anybody be hated because of you when the whole world is Christian? Christos. Good point. Curios. Good point. Good point. Very good Nobody, point. Listen, listen. Nobody is hated because of Jesus Christ that I know of. I'm trying to search in the recesses of my mind to see what, when's the last time you heard of a, any persecution of any Christian? Now, granted, I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just saying... And again, consider the source. You just enumerated it just earlier and said, I'm the, I don't have my ear to the street for news, so I'm asking... When is the last time you've heard Christians being persecuted in recent years? The only place, <clears throat> the only place in the world where Christians are subject to being persecuted are in certain parts of Africa and in okay. certain parts of the Middle East. That's the only place. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. That's the only place. And the interesting part about this discussion is that your Middle Eastern people have a disdain for Christianity, which is one of the reasons why they have a disdain for America. Correct. I agree with you on that one. It's a great point. Okay. Great point. But but if we're reading Matthew, he's saying that all these things are because of me. Well, no, they're not because of you. Why would they be because of you? <laughs> what have you done? Exactly. Hmm. What 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 have you done? that would require all of these things happening because people hate because of you. What, what, what? Not, 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 not in America, 
not in Brazil, not along, not along the Atlantic uh, uh, coastline, not along the Atlantic slave coastline. That ain't happening there. Mm-hmm. That's true. Not to say that it's not happening in, in droves, like people are getting persecuted left and now, right. Yeah. Now, let's look at something. Uh, hatred of each other. In these United States right now, there's a clashing between, between, not between Hebrew Israelites or African Americans. African Americans, we, 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 we got, we have, we have all got our bag of popcorn, and we're sitting in the stands watching this. Half eaten smoked turkey leg with a hot tub of we, we, butter popcorn. Looking at you, Hebrew Israel sitting in the bed saying, hey, "This is not our fight." Right. The fight is between Palestinians and Akhenazi Jews. That's correct. That's where the fight is. That's correct. So the hatred amongst fighting amongst each other. This is not our fight. But we have a fight, and here's the interesting part. When we rise up to fight, nobody comes to our aid. The Oxidazis don't come to help us. <laughs> the Palestinians don't come to help us. <laughs> we are hanging on a limb, or we're on an island by ourselves. But there is, but there is a hatred that exists because there's a hatred amongst the imperialized world against the melanated man. There is a hatred amongst the right now and has always been against the Palestinians and the Ashkenazi Jews. So you might look at this and say, and then there's then we have the Muslims in the in the in the middle of all of this because the Palestinians are are Muslim people. Mm -hmm. So we got we got all of this upheaval. We got all of this. We've got all of this. This this uh, percolating in the oven. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Exactly. And so, it, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm saying, you know, it, it, it also mirrors what we have going on in text, because I don't read anywhere in there where now, granted, I'm not saying that our leadership, kingship, the Melech are not aware, but they're not participating in any of this stuff, just like you just said. If there is a war that's going on between two nations out there, what do I care? What there is nothing in text that says we have come to the aid of the the Moabites. We came to the aid of these group of people. We came to the aid of these group of people. Nor did they come to ours. If anything, they were running in the other direction when we came. So it it, it files suit to say, you know what we, which is you know what I'm going to get into my question right now. Because you're there. And you're like, if you're firing in on all cylinders. Can you please answer this question for me? Why is America, first world country, why do we care about what goes on over there? 
other than the fact, and I don't, and I don't want to be naive about it, but I understand that we all we give plenty of money that you just mentioned earlier, I, and I'm saying. Is there an investment that's there? Why are we so concerned about these two groups of people? Why do I care? Why do I turn on my TV and I, why is this center stage and not something in Africa center stage? Why this? Why are we focusing our attention in this particular area okay. between these two people? I'm gonna, why do I care? I'm going to say something to you. You may not care, but the question is, why does America care? Come on, think it through. What kind of people are we looking at? What kind of people are we talking about here? <laughs> are we talking about melanated people? Okay. Are we talking about melanated people? No, we're not. And, well, okay. You, no, it, America, this America that I, li that I live in, you know, uh, 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 um, one of the coaches got really upset and he said, you know, I'm distraught of a nation that I love, mm -hmm. but a nation that doesn't love me back. Okay? Mm -hmm. America would be happy as all get out. If every person of color did not reside in this nation, they'd be they'd be tickled to what they are, pink. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> they'd be tickled pink. All they want, all they really want is from melanated people, will you just please just go away? Will you go back to where you came from? That's the, just go back to where you came from. Well, that government, I'm trying to tell you, hello, you act like we came over here because we wanted to be here. Oh, let's go to America. Let's, let's, no, we're not in this country because we chose to be in this country. We're in this country because we were dragged out of our land and brought to this. Can't say it. <laughs> Can't say it. Brought to this nation mm -hmm. and other nations along the way. And we were done that because our ancestors violated the principles of the Most High. We abdicated his misfolks, his laws, his rules, and his instructions, and we began following another God for which he said, I am going to disperse you into the four corners of the world. You will go there and you will stay there until I redeem you out of it. And where you are, all peoples will hate you. Comes back to this text. You're hated because you violated my law. You're not hated because of Yeshua. He ain't got a goddamn thing to do with this. Nope, not at all. Not at all. So, I ain't got you fired up. <laughs> but that... I, it's hard for me to get in the bag with this whole entire thing, especially when there's information out there, which we've talked about, that came from a very well-respected group for us that talks about how East 
quintessential the Ashkenazis were in bringing us here and how they profited from it the whole entire time. Oh, absolutely. So why in the world am I worried about a group that has enslaved us for X amount of years, profited off of the backs of us, sent that money back over to Israel, Disney Israel, and I'm supposed to get in the bag about that? That's, I'm supposed to be, be on your side? That's the, You're the reason, reason why I'm here. That's the reason why I said <laughs> African Americans have taken a seat in the grandstand and ordered their bag of popcorn and as much beer or whatever it is they drink and we're sitting watching this narrative go on because it's not our it's not it's not about us at all right 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 when we look at them and we look at the atrocities that they brought against against the Igbo people which is the majority of Africans that are in this world come out of Igbo, they're from the Igbo tribe out of Africa, and how they treated us. Mm. I can't have any sympathy for them. Mm. I'm sorry, I can't have any sympathy. And if you want, well, I'm, he's being anti No, I'm not being anti-Semitic. I cannot be anti-Semitic against myself. That's right. I can't do that. I am from the loins of Father Abraham who comes from the loins of Shem, where we get the word Shemite. We, I, he comes from Shem. He comes from the son of Eber. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob make up the 12 sons of Israel. From the 12 sons of Israel comes a tribe of people and a nation of people that are melanated people that are semantic to Father Abraham and to Shem and not to not to uh, Yefat. Yefat, upon which on, one people. of the sons is Askenaz. Before you call me anti-Semitic, you better doggone sure well know who is Semitic and who's, who's not. not. And you better know from whose family these people come from. They do not come out of the loins of Father Abraham. They come out of the loins of 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 Yefat, and that's European, which is which is also part of Gog and Magog, whom the Most High said in the end of days he is going to destroy. Come on, people! You you can come and get me. Come and <laughs> get, <ooh>. come get me. Come get me. Yeah, because we're just going to go to text on you. Come come, come get me, Fox. Come get me, MSBC. Come get me, CNN. Come and get me. Whoever you want to bring it. Bring it. But when you bring it, you're doggone sure better come correct. Because I know who all of you are. Yes. And I know from who you came and from whence you came. And I know what you are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Woo! Who let the dogs out? Now listen to this. Listen. At that time, many will be trapped into betraying and hating each other. Many false prophets will appear mm. and fool many people. Put a pin in it. That's been going on. Hmm. That's been going on. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about false prophets for a minute. Because <laughs> we have plenty of them. 
Every time you go to church and so, yeah, 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 I say, I say, I say, <laughs> you can't say nothing. No. Why would a all righteous Elohim who has established a set of rules for his people that he defines righteous, just, and right, why would he have a people that don't follow his rules and his regulations open their mouth and say anything for him? Why would he do that? He wouldn't. Why would he do it? Why would an all-righteous Elohim have a people speak for him that don't even believe in him and don't even follow his rules and furthermore don't even know him? That's correct. Because you can't know him outside of his rules, his regulations. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Yeah, that to know the most highs and know those, the stipulations. How are you going to do that? Yeah, it's nonsensical. No. Hmm. So you got false prophets. You, matter of fact, you are confronting false prophets every time you go into a sun worship church which functions every Sunday. The people up there speaking to you are false prophets. They're false. They're false. By their own teaching, by their own scripture, they're false. Mm. Mm. By their own scripture, they're sinners. Come on, go read 1 John chapter 3 and tell me what the text says about those who follow the law and those that don't. He calls them sinners. Mm -hmm. You are a sinner. Come on, people. You're supposed to be more intelligent than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Verse 12. Why would he mention this? <laughs> and many people's love will go cold because of increased distance from Torah. I need to know what that says. What that says in the in the Greek text. Over, I got over, over to uh, switch too. Bibles here. I got to switch Bibles here. I got to switch to the King James. What does Matthew it 24, say? Matthew 24, and 12. 14. And, oh, excuse me. You and, many, and, and because of iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. <laughs> they don't even read the same. Can you oh. never get it? Oh, <laughs> oh okay. We got to turn not, the podcast off, y'all. It's not, it's not even in the Greek text. You'd never know it. It's not even in the Greek text. Wow. It's not even there. You got another quiver in that, uh, above, another another arrow in your quiver? And many false prophets will arrive. This good, I'm reading King James. And shall deceive many, and because of iniquity, because of, because sin, iniquity is sin, sin shall abound. The love of many shall wax cold. Well, you know what? No, 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 no. It's there. What? It's there. No, 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 no. It's there. Okay. No, no, what, no, how? No. How? Because because he says 
in the in the in the Hebrew text, he says, because of let me get it back up here. Come on, come on, come on. It's there. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you how it's, it's there. It says, and because iniquity oh, shall abound, oh, oh, the love of many shall wax cold. 24 and 14, right? <laughs> but he that shall 12, endure to 12, the end. 2012. I gotta okay. see you un, 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 unrack I, this gonna, one. I'm okay, this come on. You. It's there. Twelve. It's there. Now, remember, let's go back to the Hebrew text. And many people's twenty-four and twelve, and many people's love will go will grow. Oh no 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 no. Yeah, and many people's love will go cold because of increased distance from, from Torah. Torah. Okay, so Torah is the law. Yes. Right? But the absence of Torah is iniquity. And iniquity is sin. I. Mm -mm. <laughs> you haven't convinced me. Yeah, it's there. Listen, many. Mm -mm. Because of sin. So I'm going to read this now. Because of sin. Because of sin. Because sin shall abound. The love of many shall wax cold. So in this word here that's called iniquity i could rewrite that just like the hebrew the hebrew text writes it because of the because of the void of torah iniquity is torah okay the love of many shall wax cold okay iniquity iniquity is sin sin is being torahless so because of the lack of Torah or the lack of sin, because of sin, because because of the, the the lack of Torah, many have grown cold. That's what I'm that's how I having both texts together, that's how I that's how I can interpret it. Now, is that ambiguous as hell? I mean <laughs> <laughs> See, you know what? This is probably going to be our greatest podcast that come out. They were just really raw that night. <laughs> Not, I'm going I'm I'm to tell you what. See, I got to tell you something, Skip. I don't believe that, Skip. I'm not going to go for that, Skip. Come on, Skip. Listen, Skip. I'm over here reading this, Skip, and, 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 I'm, and I'm saying to myself, <laughs> listen, this oh. is a Hebrew interpreting a Greek text. As somebody that has their mind over in that Greek text, they'll never see what you just said. They are never going to put iniquity with Torahlessness. I, I agree. I agree. I agree 100% with what you're saying I as agree. a Hebrew reflecting on the text. I agree. But from them, this is no, like... No, 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 no. I, no, no, no. I agree with you. Okay. I agree with you. Okay. But that's the reason why I'm saying the text is written in such a ambiguous way that it shrouds yeah. and covers up what, what the reader needs to hear. Exactly. And then and based on and even as you were reading, I went to another translation. I went to, to the new King James, the new the LeBron James version. And I it, <laughs> 
<laughs> and it says, and became, women, and became lawlessness will abound, and love of many will grow cold. Now, now, the, now, the issue now that's, is, is now, that's, now that's a better, that's a better, better translation. But what is lawlessness to the Christian? Well, they will never come over here and get that. No, but that's because that's also because if you go into go now now take lawlessness, okay, okay, and go to First John chapter three verses five or three or four or five, and then read it. Read it. Where, where and the New King James. Yeah, read, read it, read it, read it. First John. Okay, exactly. let me because go ahead and get it. Now remember, put a pen in lawless in in Matthew. Do I have the New King James in here? First John right. chapter three. Yeah. Verse one. Where do you want me to start? I, I want you to get down where he says law, uh, uh, where uh, sin is the transgression of the law. Uh, three. Oh, I had to go that far. Uh, let me go. You know what? Let me go up to hit one. Let me just hit it all the way up at the top. Let's read it in context. Behold, what manner. This is first John chapter three, verse one. Behold, what manner of love the father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are the children of God. Wow, this is mixing this all the way up. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Verse three, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Okay, right, right, just scratch he, read on. <laughs> okay, whomever commits sin also commits lawlessness. There you go. And sin is lawlessness. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. And you will know that he was manifested to take away our sins. Now we get off. Yeah, now, now, now let's come back over here. Let's come back over to, to, this, to the New King James. Okay. So the New King James said, and because of lawlessness, now watch this, and because of lawlessness, if we go to our Hebrew text, lawlessness is going to be Torah. So because yeah. of Torah will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Hmm. <laughs> now I agree with you. <clears throat> I agree with you that the Christian church does not know or have any idea what lawlessness means. Because if it has anything that's pointing toward, anything that they, they deem as the law is going to point back and say the law's been done away with. Well, so it can't be talking about that. Well, it, it is. It is. I'm Which is sorry. true. I agree with you. I'm sorry to tell you, but your writer in First John is definitely yeah, he's... talking about the law mm -hmm. of Mashe. And this, and see, if you keep going, he gets worse and worse and worse with this. Because it says in five, it says, and if you know that he is manifested to take away our sins and in him, there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. What? What? Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Okay. You know what? <laughs> that, that is such a... <laughs> I, I'm I'm closing I'm closing my iPad on that because yeah. that is such a crock. 
that, crock of shit. That is such a crock that I don't even want to spend time oh, trying boy. to. I don't even want to spend time debunking that. Yeah. Because it's it's just total. It's total. Uh, it's an agenda. It's propaganda. It's, it's total nonsense. Yeah, it's promoting a narrative. It's nonsense. That's nonsensical, yeah. But my reason for even bringing the topic up this evening from a political perspective is that we're surrounded with narratives that are true, mm -hmm. but they do not depict the end of times. We're in the end of days, but this end of days has a period that is that is numbered in years. Mm. So if we think about days, we think about, you know, first day, second day, third day, fourth day, third day, well, we got days. No, we have years, years. that are connected to the end of days that we're living in mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the birth pangs, the birth pangs haven't, if, mm. if we talk about, <clears throat> I, we got to close. <clears throat> if we talk about birth pangs within Hebrew text, uh, it's something that has you screaming like a like a like a banshee hen we ain't there yet we're not even close to that mm -hmm. ain't nobody screaming that's right you living quite comfortably right now ain't nobody screaming yeah ain't nobody making no noise mm -mm. at all yep. so if this is the end of days and these are birth pangs according to what the greek text says we're not there. And we're not there. We're not in Daniel chapter 12. We're not there either. Right. Correct. Correct. Hmm. So, dear ones, I, you know, I just. Awesome. I, I, I want to put, I'm, I'm trying to put things. I, if, if I got a little off tonight, <laughs> please forgive me. But, no. you know, it, it. This it this unnerves it unnerves my very the very the very essence of my existence and my being uh, to hear anything that that speaks against the will and the the plans of the Most High. Yeah, it just it just takes me. I I can't I can't I can't hold my peace. I can't I can't. It takes me out of almost being civil. Mm. That's how much I think about the word of the Most High. Mm. It is perfect. He is perfect in all that he has said and all that he will do. He knows when this exile is going to end. Correct. And trust me on this, okay? Trust me on this, okay? According to Daniel, mm -hmm. when the things in Daniel chapter 12 happen, oh by golly, oh by golly, mm. you'll know. Yeah. 
It will be know. a mystery to you, yep. You'll know. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you'll be squirming in your seat, and you'll be at that point of where of where the people in the flood were when Noah when Noah went into the ark and they were not can you can you can I can 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 you can you can you can you can you can you help a brother? No, I can't help you. No. Too late. That's right. That's right. That's right. Woo. Well, this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. Has it been? <laughs> really has it? <laughs> has it really been him? I'm, this this or, is beautiful. Or did somebody else show up? <laughs> this is beautiful. And Sean Appleton, and this is Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom. <laughs>